If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. When winter comes, that means we will be indoors more. We know there are restrictions at this point when it comes to how many people can gather indoors in a private home. But just like pre-COVID, when winter hits, you're inside more. Things like the common flu and colds are spread more easily. What will things look like this fall? And will things change? Because soon... That age group, 5 to 11, will be able to be vaccinated. I want to bring in Teresa Tang. She is the co-chair, chief operating officer at 19 to 0. Teresa, thanks so much for your time today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Uh, For anyone who's not familiar with your group, and it's been around for a while now, what is 19 to 0? 19 to 0 is actually a Calgary-grown coalition that it represents everyone from behavioral scientists to marketing professionals to healthcare professionals that are working together really to understand why Canadians act and do the things they do within public health and how to encourage safer public health behavior, like encouraging vaccine uptake. So the whole premise of 19 to zero, is zero meaning we want to beat COVID to the ground? <laughs> I think when we first named 19 to 0 very much was to um, create as many different tactics as we could to really lower those case numbers. So understanding different research behind um, how to, why Canadians act the way they do, and then looking at a range of different tactics to really bring that as low as we can to zero. It sounds like a nervous laugh because you're saying, okay, as low as we can, when we look at, I think I'm just looking on the AHS website here, and it looks like they're saying 12 plus, so eligible Mm -hmm. Albertans, were at almost 83% fully vaccinated. Do you see that going up quite a bit once we um, allow 5 to 11-year-olds to be vaccinated? Well, I think what we're seeing actually in the data that we've collected and from a number of other surveys that we've seen is that it's actually very promising. We're at where we were about a year ago with adults, and we're seeing that about two-thirds of parents are saying that they're planning to get their children vaccinated now that it is available. And so what we want to do is anchor on those promising numbers, but still be mindful about how much work we still need to do to really encourage that, you know, just under half of people that still have some questions and reservations about vaccinating their children as well. Just under half? Wow, I thought it would be more like a third or something. I thought it'd be a little more encouraging. I mean, we know that right now, even in our partners in the U.S., over 1.5 million children under 12 have already been vaccinated. And so we're really hoping that parents will, you know, continue to... um, 
encourage their children to get vaccinated, thinking about how it helps to reduce the risk of illness for their children, how it helps to reduce the transmission that they can see within schools or even people who have weaker immune system or just in the broader community, but also how we can sustain keeping children in schools and also continue extracurriculars and spending time with their friends. And so really, really hoping that people are seeing the benefits and the importance of vaccinating their children over the next couple of months. Teresa, over the last number of months, I've had a chance to talk to you a couple of times. And before that conversation was more about the hesitancy, the vaccine hesitancy within adults. Do you then take that same game plan to address what could be a hesitancy among parents and then vis-a-vis their children? Um, I, yes, absolutely. I think what we've learned about communicating even effectively with um, adults is something that we're very much working on right now with a number of children's hospitals and a number of groups working within the children and school, uh, public health space. Partnering with schools is going to be really important, and we were doing that with adults, partnering with different community groups. Um, and education continues to still be both within, surprisingly, adults, and especially now that as we enter into children, um, really important to partner with different healthcare providers, different parents and the broader public, even corporations that are asking about how do we educate our staff now about childhood vaccinations and boosters. Yeah, and especially because a lot of their staff have had to be vaccinated. So hopefully that's a conversation that they've already had with the staff and that they can carry that on to their children. Do we see a day, though, that, and we've heard of this before, that we are just going to live with COVID, that it will become like the seasonal flu, that we will have it every year or every six months? I think there is a day where we will have some level of normalcy and have COVID still within our community to a certain degree. I think by then, hopefully, we would have had, you know, a, a deeper understanding about how frequently we'll have to vaccinate and keep have that rolled into the regular vaccines that we are, are getting and different tactics and strategies to reduce the spread of COVID as well. Um, and so, you know, I think we're really hopeful that um, there will be a level of normalcy and there, although there will still be a level of COVID still floating within our community. Yeah, and we're also seeing great promising treatment even when it comes to antivirals just to keep people out of the healthcare system because I think that is the biggest concern. Even as we talk about the risk of a fifth wave, that it's whether or not our healthcare system can handle it. Correct. And I think that what we're seeing in 1920 is that there's still though pockets, even within adults, um, uh, where there are higher degrees of hesitancy, lower uptake in vaccines. And a number of those areas are actually in a lot more of our rural communities. And so 19 to 0, he's probably covered it a couple times or seen it, is that we're still working on access. Um, strategies. So we have a mobile vaccine bus driving around rural communities right now in Alberta. We have a large campaign right now called It's Never Too Late Until It Is, and it is focused around um, people who still uh, don't see um, the concerns around COVID and and communicating that close in, in some of our rural communities. And still a number of 
educational opportunities where we're having hundreds, actually thousands of people still ask us questions around the vaccine, which is absolutely fine. And so that's why groups like ours are still around working on COVID strategies right now, really to work with that last push right now of adults, as well as answering questions around children, childhood vaccinations. And I think that's great because probably when people ask you a question, uh, your organization, a question that you've heard countless times, you just understand here, this is what it is. Not everyone has the latest information. This is what it is. So good for you and your organization, Teresa. Thanks for your time today. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Teresa Tang, co-chair, chief operating officer at 19 to 0. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.